Aloha. And if you're a new paddler, then I want to welcome you to the ever-growing SUP tribe and to the SUP FM podcast. We're really glad to have you joining us into this incredible and addictive sport. If you haven't discovered them already, we've got a bunch of new and bonus episodes covering some of the key information you need as you start to get into the sport. Our aim with the SUPFM podcast is to keep you paddling and to share some of the incredible personalities and the sheer range of things you can do with your stand-up paddleboard. And we've got a back catalogue of great episodes to keep you inspired, whatever your level. So please follow and subscribe to get all the new episodes as they're released every Monday. One of the important factors when you're learning is to make use of instructors to iron out difficulties and to get you paddling and moving around your board quickly. So in Beginner's Week, we're highlighting the work of those SUP instructors out there and giving them a bit of recognition. And today we've got a message from Australia from ASI instructor Kylie from Paddle Days with some great beginner's tips. And if you're an instructor and you want to mention, then check out the show notes to find out how to drop us a message. So here's Kylie from Paddle Days. Hey everyone, it's Kylie from Paddle Days in Queensland, Australia. I've been asked by Simon to send through some tips for beginners, which is something I can most definitely relate to. I only started paddling a year ago myself, got addicted pretty quickly and I'm now in it. ASI accredited instructor doing my technical coach training. I've started an ASI SUP school and I'm offering guided tours and lessons here on the Sunshine Coast, as well as putting together a network of social paddlers who go out whenever we get a chance to go and explore different areas. What I'm finding is that people are um, coming along who have got a lot of experience, but they're often bringing people, bringing a friend who's always wanted to have a go and didn't quite trust themselves to just go and hire a paddleboard or head out by themselves because of the fear of the unknown, I guess, of fear of falling in, fear of not understanding the currents and tides and all that sort of stuff. So my number one tip is actually have a go. Find someone that you feel safe with. Find someone that you are comfortable to ask questions with who knows the basic skills and techniques. This might be an instructor that you have to get or it might be some people who give you some time at a local sub school. But having that extra knowledge that there is a technique involved, there is a certain weighted paddle correctly, and once you've got that down pat, you will find yourself being much more comfortable to head out on the water. So have a go, get some basic instruction, and you will never look back. In this episode, we talked to friend of the show, Vicky Weston from Sydney, Australia, who's founder of She Sups, which is an organisation who support women to get out and to connect on the water. I was delighted to get Vicky back, not least because this beginner's week has all been a bit too male centric so far, uh, but also to talk in general about developing sub skills and learning and improving those skills plays a really big part in the enjoyment of stand up paddle. Vicky has a real talent in making sup accessible and because like a lot of things, the sport is predominantly led from a male slant with adaptations made for women, it's important to deal with those challenges which that pushes up. Um, when we're talking about sub skills, we're talking about tips, but we're also talking about something more substantial, developing a learning attitude and embracing making mistakes and yes, falling in 
is a really important part of the SUP experience and there's no shame in falling in at all as long as you do it safely. So if these bonus episodes have been useful, then I think that you're going to really love season four, which is coming up next week. We've got a great collection of guests, all inspirational and all showing the Aloha spirit, which is so important for the stand up paddleboarding culture. So if you're ready, here's your essential guide to core SUP skills with Vicky Weston of She SUPs. Hey Vicky, welcome back to Beginner's Week at SUP FM. Hey Simon, thanks so much for inviting me back. I'm really excited to be here. Well, that's fabulous. We're very excited to have you. And because we're both British born, we have to greet each other in the traditional British way. So how is the weather over there in Australia? (laughs) It's actually raining right now. I can hear the rain tapping on my window. And yeah, it's, it's not so bright. It's not quite what you'd expect. Well, I know this isn't going to make you feel any better, but we've had all of that weather and now it's bright sunshine and we're in for a heat wave. So, so yeah, yeah. so finally our summer has arrived. I saw that in the weather forecast. I have to admit, I still follow it for back home. And yeah, you've got some good weather coming your way. It's really exciting. Excellent. Now we've got all that Britishness out of the way. Um, <laughs> It's obviously great to have you back because what we're going to talk about today is all about learning SUP skills as a beginner. And while we'll be discussing some tips as we go, I'd also like to talk to you about building confidence when you're learning and all that stuff that tends to be a real struggle when you're a beginner. Does does that Mm -hmm. sound like a I think that sounds like an amazing topic to cover. (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, so something that we're doing very differently this season on SUPFM is we're featuring instructors, so recordings with instructors across the world. And the reason for that is they're the backbone of this fabulous sport. And and just to say as well, it's really worth getting a lesson because instructors can add so much value to your paddle experience, spot things, put you in the right sort of direction in terms of technique and can help you in a way that you can't get from just watching YouTube videos. So we're featuring these recordings with SUP instructors across the episodes and uh, so that we can introduce you to the talent that's out there. And, And purely coincidentally, we had a recording made a few weeks ago before I even asked you to do this from an Australian SUP instructor called Kylie from Paddle Days. And I know that you're on a bit of a road trip at the moment and uh, mm. you've just had a bit of time with her. How, how was that? Oh, it was so much fun. Uh, yeah, I've known Kylie for uh, a little while now. She came and visited me in Sydney a few months back when she just was about to start Paddle Days. And so I returned the favor and I came up to the Sunshine Coast to come and visit her and and see her paddlers. And they put on a spectacular day for me. Obviously, it was an area that I hadn't really paddled before. And so they hosted me. We went out for a paddleboard picnic. We did a pub paddle. So we paddled to the pub and we had a great time and a lot of laughs. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Uh, I saw the social media. It looked absolutely fabulous. So before we start, the reason why you're the perfect person to chat about this subject is because the whole building confidence to take part in adventure and and supporting women through the process is the entire basis of of SheSups and something you Mm. into it from the start. Could you just tell us a bit about what made you found the company um, and also a little bit about the SheSups community? 
Absolutely. So I started SheSups almost two years ago now. We're approaching our second birthday. And SheSups is an all women's stand up paddle boarding community. And the way it came about is that a few years back, when I first discovered stand up paddle boarding, I was out on the waterways and it's probably hard to believe now because I feel like paddleboarding in the last, especially the last year to two years, has really grown like dramatically, especially in the recreational space. But a few years back when I first started, I was heading out and I was quite often the only female out on the water. And so I found myself feeling a little bit uncomfortable or vulnerable or just being very conscious of that fact. So I set about to understand why. And I discovered that a lot of women didn't know where to go and they didn't know who to go with. So that was kind of the problems that I solved with SheSaps. So in terms of where to go, we host experiences, trips, uh, socials, all sorts of fun stuff like that. So you can always try different locations. And in terms of who to go with, we've been growing this incredible SheSups community. So a community of female paddlers, mostly in Australia, but we do have a lot of people in the UK, Canada, US and, and beyond on our social media channels as well. And it's been fantastic. And it just means that no woman ever has to paddle alone. And you can always find buddies to go with. So we recently launched the SheSups Community Hub, which is a members platform that actually enables members to create their own and create their own paddles in their own regional areas. So we've got all these regional clusters now happening around Australia for all these women, which is absolutely awesome. So yes, going back to what we were talking about with in regards to confidence, definitely building confidence has been at the center of SheSups journey because, and, and I guess purpose and mission statement, because I my goal is to get female paddlers and and any males that I happen to teach as well and and kids from paddling with me in a lesson to building up confidence through regular paddles to then going off and you know having met new friends through the SheSups community and then being able to go further explore further adventure further and go off on their own adventures so it's been really amazing over the last 2 years to witness that journey for a lot of people. I was reflecting on one paddler who started out with me in November 2019. And I remember her coming along. She was very anxious. She had just come out of a relationship. She was trying to like kind of find her, her I guess, find her feet again after that relationship. And she came for a lesson with me. And then she came for some, like she became one of my regulars and kept on coming on all the different tours and trips and things. And I was reflecting this week and I was thinking, oh, I haven't seen her for a while. And so I checked out her social media to see where she was up, to, what she was up to. And it was so amazing to see that she's been paddling regularly this year. Like, every week, if not twice a week. She's been going out with friends that she's made through the SheSups community. And she's still in touch. You know, she'll still come to the occasional thing, but she's kind of got to that point now where she's often, she's exploring, she's embracing what stand-up paddleboarding is all about. And so I was just like, yep, yeah, job done, box ticked. She's confident. She's out there. She's exploring. She has new paddle friends. And that is really what I'm going for when I come in contact with anyone, whether it's on the internet, through blogs and podcasts, or through my social media, or when I'm teaching someone in person. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. What an incredible testament. And 
you know, th- th- there's a whole spirit within this sport, I think, which is encapsulated exactly in, in what you've said. And most of the people out there in the industry really want people to engage with what is a fantastic sport and a life-changing sport for a lot of people. So um, what, a, what an incredible story. OK, so let's get into the core of this episode. And, you know, as you said, like me, you've introduced a lot of people to the sport. So just reflecting on your own move from being a, a beginner, what would be the, the key piece of advice that you'd give to yourself if you were starting to, to learn to sup? So learning is a very vulnerable place. And it's a sticky place, it's uncomfortable, and you have lots of thoughts going on in your mind. (laughs) You're thinking, are those people watching me? Am I doing this right? What should I be doing next? All of these things. And there's a lot of trial and error as well. So you think, you know, you have your lesson, you have maybe two lessons, and you think, right, I've got it now, I'm done, I can stop, this is brilliant, you head out there. And then Mother Nature brings you a little surprise and brings you some crazy winds or a strong tide or something. And suddenly you're back in that vulnerable place again. And so, and then you realize, you know, oh, I've still got a long way to go. So I think, I guess the best thing to do is just to be open to that process and open and kind to yourself um, and recognize that you are on a journey and you're it's, it might be a slow journey. It might be a fast journey. Everyone is on their own unique journey. And so whatever your journey is, just focus on that, focus on you. And another thing is to be really curious because I think we are often so desperate to get to the finish line, to get to, in this scenario, being able to stand up paddleboard. And for some people that might mean simply paddleboarding from A to B while standing the entire time. And that is absolutely fantastic. Like, good on you if you can do that. But during this learning phase, it's a huge, huge opportunity to be curious and unpack a whole heap of other stuff. Because, you know, the further you progress down your paddleboarding route, the the harder it might be for you to kind of ask questions and explore areas that, you know, you wish you'd asked in the beginning. And I had a really interesting experience a few months ago where I was talking to some of my paddlers about falling um, and falling off the board and getting back on. And what I realized was, so this one paddler, she'd been paddling with me for maybe nine months or so. And she initially was kind of like really proudly saying like, oh yeah, I've never fallen off. Like how amazing is that? I've never fallen off. And then I discovered we went to play sup ball. And for those who haven't played sup ball, it's kind of a bit like netball on a paddleboard. You're throwing the ball towards goals. It can get very competitive. It can get very wet. And you often will find yourself falling off very regularly. And she was super nervous because she'd never fallen off before. And she was like, oh, Vicky, this is just playing with my head. I just don't know if I can do this. I'm a confident paddler, but this act of falling, like, because I've never done it, I've never, I I don't know whether I survive kind of thing. And it made me realize, you know, the sooner you fall off, the better, the sooner you explore all these things in that vulnerable place of learning and in and just trying everything and being curious, the 
better you will be, the better you'll feel, the more confident you will feel knowing you've tried all these different scenarios. And so, yeah, that was a a really interesting one because then we had to work with her to get her over that fear of falling later in her sub journey, which she embraced and she did amazingly. And I will never forget her reaction to as soon as she was like comfortable falling off. We practiced a few times. She was then like, teach me pivot turns, teach me this. I'm ready now. Like she'd like unlocked this next chapter for her because her fear of falling was actually holding her back so much. So yeah, embrace, embrace is kind of vulnerable stage. Ask lots of questions, be curious and just try and gather as much information as possible even down to the fact that I ran a trip recently, which was all about connecting to country. So in Australia, we talk about country as kind of the Aboriginal heritage of the land, the, the respect people, First Nations people that came before us and you know lived off the land. And so we had a local Indigenous guide who, who took us on on that trip. And he talks strongly about, you know, how much you can learn from being on the water. And you can obviously learn so much about nature. You can see how the seasons are affecting the water and what the fish are doing and that kind of thing. But you can also learn so much about yourself. So you might find that, you know, during this learning journey, you discover that you are you love learning. You know, you might discover that you love learning new things, which is fabulous. You can apply that in other aspects of your life. Or you might find that there's a little voice in your head that's making, you know, creating a few hurdles for you to get over. And so this might unlock a bigger thing for you to explore. So I've just been rambling on there for about 10 minutes, but I I guess like I think learning is such an exciting, exciting area to be in and to gain true confidence, you've just got to embrace that stage and ask lots of ask lots of questions. Absolutely. And do you know what? I don't know whether whether you've been looking at my sort of prompt notes here, but absolutely couldn't agree with you more. I think the whole thing about learning is about giving yourself a break and, and being a bit patient with yourself and not worrying about how things appears. And one of the sort of great metaphors around learning is the way that sort of little babies or whatever learn to walk. You know, they don't care about the fact that they can't balance and they're, they're falling over a lot and all of that sort of stuff. They just try it again and try it again until they get that, that level of, of balance on there. And, you know, it's like anything in life that you want to get good at. There are no shortcuts. You've got to really experience all the various different conditions. And as you, as you rightly say, you know, in terms of, of water, that every day is different from the next day. So, you know, you might have the little chop coming in from one direction one day and the other direction the next. And, you know, you might think you've mastered it the previous day, but then, then that sort of sends you in. So it's, it's just about being patient with yourself and, and not really caring. And, I, th- I think what I'd like to do is to, to, to just talk a little bit about falling in because you're absolutely right. You know, you see people sort of paddling and, you know, I, th- I think people in their minds think of them sort of sweeping majestically across a sunset or something like that. And in reality, they're all sort of coiled and and like little little paddle strokes that are barely touching the water with the feet gripping the board and, and they're just really, really worried about uh, falling in. So So let's deal with that first of all, the falling in piece. So we'll kind of take it from red, but that that there's no shame in that at all. And there's a phrase which 
people are probably fed up with hearing from me, which is if you're not getting wetter, you're not getting better. But um, in terms of, of falling off, what are the, you know, the, the sort of the safety things that that we need to do as a new and beginner paddler if we're kind of, you know, I, I guess even considering, you know, standing up to fall off? So lots of things, I guess, here. Just a couple of tips, I guess, with falling off. So first of all, I always encourage my paddlers to recognize that they have an option. So for those who are very nervous about being in water. I come across a lot of people who, you know, perhaps can't swim or can't swim well or simply have a fear of deeper water. Just recognize that there is a split second before you fall where you'll get those wobbles that you can have the option to come down onto your knees and with control. Um, So I'm not talking about falling forward onto your knees. That's not great for your knees or wrists. But I'm talking about recognizing that If you feel a wobble, perhaps a boat's gone past and you've got a bit of boat wake or that kind of thing, you don't have to struggle and grip on with those toes and keep a really tense body and all of that kind of thing. So you can just take a moment, reflect, okay, I'm definitely feeling wobbly here. I will come back down onto my knees with control. I will perhaps paddle over that boat wake. Once I'm in calmer waters, then I can come back up to standing. So just remember you have an option. If you are going to fall, obviously, you might have heard this from some previous instructors that have been on the podcast. The the tip that everyone talks about is to fall away from your board. So again, whilst a lot of people try and save themselves by falling kind of on the board, backwards on the board, that kind of thing, the easiest thing is to starfish away from the board, get yourself away from your paddleboard and into the nice soft water. And yes, you're going to get wet, but it's also going to save you from injuring yourself by hitting yourself on your hard board. And so if you are going to fall, fall away. Now, when it comes to getting comfortable falling off your board, like you heard in my story before about my paddler who was really uncomfortable with it, I always encourage people to fall in on purpose. And I actually had some real fun doing this recently. I was creating a reel that I haven't actually created yet, but I was filming it. And I was with some friends and I just had my swimmers on and it was a sunny day. And I just was trying to find as many ways as I could to fall off in a kind of a comic fashion. And even for me, and I've been paddleboarding for years now, it was it felt like empowering, I guess, <laughs> to just fall and just I don't know, it it was playful, it was fun, and it was it, it was just great to be falling off the paddleboard and then getting back on again. So I guess a tip a tip would be to tr- try and fall in on purpose. Find yourself a safe environment with deep water a lot of people get funny about deep water but you need to be in deep water so that if you fall you're not hitting the bottom and and injuring yourself on the sand or rocks or whatever is underneath you so uh, make sure you're in deep water I find that being wet first helps so from going from dry land onto the paddleboard that first initial getting wet phase is quite you know, challenging. So perhaps, you know, go for a quick dip or quick swim first, then get on your paddleboard and you're already wet. So suddenly the idea of getting back into that water isn't so bad. So yeah, practice perhaps first time you jump off so that you have control. And then the next time perhaps you fall off and just play around with it. Like you can gain so much from play and going to that 
back to that analogy of being a child or a baby, you know, that's how babies explore. We play and we have fun with it. So definitely try and fall in on purpose and you will find yourself laughing and having fun with your friends. And suddenly that whole fear element will will absolutely go away. And then I guess the the final thing, and, and I think what is actually quite a big deal for so many people is not knowing how to get back on. And for some people, I know that the actual fear of falling isn't an issue because they're like, I'm a strong swimmer, I'm very comfortable in water, no worries, is actually the ability to get back on to your board. And just a quick note on that, it is never elegant. So please don't expect yourself to look elegant in the process. It is not elegant, Um, but you can absolutely practice and practice and practice and get yourself nice and comfortable. And once you're feeling comfortable doing it, you will know that you can get back on that board in like 60 seconds and you're going to be on the board. The sun will be coming down on you and you will be drying off before you know it. Absolutely right. It's all about sort of practicing with purpose. And I I saw something on on Facebook recently that uh, an instructor had set up a particular challenge for generally paddleboarders out there, but I guess they do this session with their people as well, which is a a designated sort of falling off and sort of climbing back on type exercise. Because what's incredible, once you've actually struggled up, and you're absolutely right, in fact, I've got, you can't be elegant written down here right next to me. So this (laughs) very spooky Vicky but uh, but you know so much is down to technique so you know while it might be a sort of battle of wills to start off with between you and the board in order to haul yourself up and it takes you a little while it really doesn't take that long you know if you do it sort of repeatedly to to actually work that technique on and of course because there's an alternative way of getting on and so generally we sort of swim up to the side grab onto the handle you know give a really big kick try and grab onto the the back rail of the the paddle board and then sort of dolphin kicks to try and haul yourself up but if 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 the upper body is not quite strong enough to do that or if a PFD gets in the way or whatever, then you can sort of go from from the back. Do you want to just talk us through how to approach it that way? Yeah. And on that topic, you know, I, so I teach primarily women and a call out to the ladies who are perhaps a little bit bigger busted, ladies with a big bo- bigger boobs. They are often coming to me and saying, Vicky, my boobs are going to get in the way, you know, my PFD is going to get in my way. My boobs are going to get in my way, anything like that. And so for them, I always inv- advise that they come around to the back of the board, like you say, so back around to the tail, which is quite often a narrower end of your paddleboard. And again, you can imagine you're getting out of a swimming pool. So you're pushing down on your paddleboard, but this time, because it's, it's, you know, kind of a narrow bit of your paddleboard, when you push down on it, onto it and you're kicking your legs you will find that the tail of your board submerges under the water so then you can kind of push that underneath your torso to enable you to kind of lift it uh, lift yourself out of the water and then in a very glamorous way <laughs> you would then find yourself kind of army crawling or worming up or wriggling in some kind of way paddleboard to kind of um, help you get back on So if you're slightly larger or if you simply have got fatigued trying the side approach that Simon just discussed, just give the the back side a try. And, you know, you'll find that you might have a preference. Just one feels easier to you than the other. So just embrace that 
And this is definitely something you can try in shallow water. So obviously, if you've fallen off in deep, that's fantastic. You could then swim yourself to the shallows. And for your first go, just to get a feel for that technique, you know, where does my arm go? Where does my paddle go? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, just you can practice in the shallows. And then once you're comfortable, you can then practice in deeper water because it is a different sensation once you've got to really kick your legs to push yourself to get back out. So yeah, and and one thing that I would say, just based on something I witnessed a little while ago, I was witnessing a a father teaching his son, and and he he was teaching his son how to get back on the paddleboard, and and he kept on saying like, don't lose your paddle, don't lose your paddle, and the boy's trying to get back on the paddleboard, and and his father's saying like, oh, your paddle's flying away, you've got to go and get it. So his boy gets off the paddleboard, and then swims to get the paddle, and then comes back, and I was like, no, what are you doing? Yeah. So just remember to get yourself on your paddleboard first. If your paddle goes for a little wander, don't worry. You can always prone paddle. So prone paddling is just like imagine a surfer would be like. So you're lying on your paddleboard using your arms to kind of swim yourself and the board to go and get your paddle. So please just rescue yourself first. And if, you know, worst, worst case scenario, your paddle absolutely disappears. I don't know, a dolphin comes and takes it just for fun. Remember, you can get yourself to safety with prone paddling. So as long as you are up on that board, you're going to be okay. Absolutely. And prone paddling should always be something in your armory, like when you mentioned earlier on about going down to your knees. And, you know, when you move on to be an intermediate paddler, I don't know whether this is just a, a, a male thing or not, but some people get ridiculously reluctant, you know, particularly if they're in a headwind or something to get down to their knees and, mm. pad. you know, it, it's all about the three different positions, standing, kneeling and prone paddling if, if the wind is is really, really tough. So, you know, there should be some real flexibility about that. And, and just to say something else, I mean, obviously I can't sort of comment on the, the boobs thing, but the PF. <laughs> is generally can be a bit of a limiter and i've i've obviously there are different pfds available and there are the the sort of the waste um, pfds but in terms of regular pfds i think people could really help themselves in terms of sort of getting back on if they put it on correctly in the mm. first place because what I often see is people who haven't put it on, they, they go to sort of get up on their board and then the PFD, because it isn't fitted properly, it sort of just rides up around their, their neck and then mm. they've kind of got two sort of barriers. So so just for people who don't um, know this and just as a, a, a very, very quick run through, the idea with a PFD, you know, the, the, the conventional type is, you, you know, you loosen up the straps and then you tighten them up again on your body from the bottom up. So the idea is the bottom strap is in around under your rib cage. And then if you tighten it from the straps from the bottom up, that will mean it's less likely to ride up. And that may well help when it comes to climbing back on your board again. Right. Okay. So we've done falling off and climbing back on and, you know, just basically practicing that. Um, So now we're on to standing up and standing up for the first time and we're on an unstable um, surface here so so what are the the key things that that we need to to be aware of when we are standing up for the first time and I guess the first thing we really need to think about is you know where to stand on the board and the various different trim points yeah absolutely so whatever paddle board you have you're aiming to keep your feet 
either side of that center handle. So your center handle is going to be your area of most balance, the center of the board. So try and remember to keep your feet either side of the center handle and not too far forward, not too far back. As you progress as a paddler, you might want to leverage being a little bit further forward or a little bit further back for different conditions. But that's something to come to at a later date. So just for now, just remember to have your feet either side of that center handle. Now, when it comes to the art of balancing, there are a couple of really simple things that people go, oh yeah, that actually helps. And so I think the number one thing that I find, maybe number two, number one, joint number one, I'm going to say, is to look forward, not down. So I always use the analogy of learning to ride a bike. So when you're learning to ride a bike, if you look at the hedge or if someone says, don't go into the hedge, you're going to go into the hedge. And it's the same with paddleboarding. If you're looking down at the water, that might be where you go. So if you look at the horizon, if you look at the where you're going, then that's going to be where you go, which is awesome. So keeping an eye on that horizon as soon as you come up. So once you're, as you're coming up to standing, perhaps you're kind of like in a downward dog-ish position if you know yoga moves where you've got your bottom in the air and you're gradually coming up, you're transitioning that weight over your heels, coming up to standing. As soon as you've got those hands off your paddleboard, keep that vision forward, keep that looking looking forward at the horizon and just keep that as your focus and it's going to keep you nice and stable. And for those who perhaps um, experience seasickness, I have had a few paddlers experience seasickness, that's also going to help you prevent seasickness as well. So that's going to be great for you. So you're coming up, you're looking forward at the horizon, you're keeping focused. The next thing I want you to consider is to be putting that paddle in the water as soon as you're up. So again, as soon as those hands come off your paddleboard, as you're coming up, looking forward at the horizon, your paddle goes straight in that water. Because with your paddle, you're basically creating another contact point with the water and it's going to be a stabilizer for you. So with the more that paddles in the water, the more you, the quicker you start paddling, you're um, going to feel so much more stable. I witness so many people come up to standing and hold their paddle outright like a tightrope walker and try to find their balance before they put their paddle in. And as soon as that paddle's in the water, you're going to feel a world of difference. Whereas if you stand on just your two feet, you're going to be wobbling back and forth. And again, I use a metaphor. It's like, it's like a camera tripod. So if you imagine a camera tripod and you took away that front leg, you just, it's just got the two back legs. It's going to be wobbling either side. Whereas as soon as you've got that third leg there, it's going to be nice and stable. So just imagine your paddle in the water straight away to keep you nice and stable, just like a camera tripod. So you've come up to standing you're looking at the horizon. You've got that paddle in. That's fantastic. Now, number, this is my joint number one tip that like people are like, oh yeah, I need to do that. And that is to breathe. So balance comes to those who breathe. And yeah, it sounds really silly, but it's true. I have taught someone once before who came back for a second lesson. And in the second lesson, I just said to her like, okay, can you just like focus on your breathing for, for a bit? And suddenly she started paddling so differently. And mm. she was like, oh, I've just realized for that whole first lesson, I was like holding my breath the whole time every time I stood up. <laughs> and yeah, so you might find that when you're first starting out and you're trying to explore standing, 
you're going to get some shakes, you're going to get some wobbles. And ultimately, if you are going to fall, it will normally come from your body being super tense. So like Simon was talking about earlier with your toes crunching onto the board and your body really, really tense. So therefore, focusing on your breathing helps calm your body, calm your muscles and sink into that meditative rhythm of your paddle strokes. And really, breathing is going to help a lot when it comes to finding your balance. So please don't forget to breathe. (laughs) Just imagine your little yogi instructor in your mind just telling you to breathe, look at the horizon, get that paddle in and you're going to find that you're going to be balancing like a pro. Absolutely. Breathing is so important. And if there's one less from this uh, podcast, that's a very important one. Keep breathing. I I do like your metaphors. I'm a big fan of metaphors myself. And certainly that the cycling one is a mm. really good one about sort of looking ahead. And if I can add just a little addition to that one, the great thing about cycling is, is that, you know, your balance is far better when you're moving. It's very difficult yeah. to do that when you're static. So when you are setting off, then it's always good to give a few little paddles while you're on on your knees to get that sort of forward momentum. And then when you stand up, you find that the whole process is a lot easier. And, you know, exactly what Vicky said about placing your paddle in the water, you know, as soon as you can. And what you'll find is as you as you extend your sup journey, you'll be using that technique more and more often in all sorts of circumstances. And you'll really get to, to rely on it. I, I, I know, you know, particularly with surfing, kind of slapping your paddle in the water and so on just to stop yourself you know going over one side it is absolutely invaluable so there's no better way of learning that than uh, when you you're starting good stuff okay well i think you know we're up we, we we're confident we're breathing we've fallen off and on we've practiced all of that sort of stuff and we are uh, paddling around which is great but there is one key indicator of a beginner paddler and that is holding the paddle the wrong way round. and if there's one thing that you can do to show yourself off as a stand-up paddler out there on the water it's to, to paddle with the um, paddle pointing in the right direction so uh, this is an evergreen one Vicky but could you just explain um, you know what you're looking for in terms of uh, paddle Uh, technique and and the way to hold the paddle yes and I was having a feeling you might ask this question and it's really it's a really hard one to explain the angle of the paddle um, over audio so I do encourage you to I actually wrote a blog post about this on my website shesups.com.au so feel free to go and have a look at some pictures at the angle in which your paddle blade goes but I think the easiest way to describe it is yes paddle around the wrong way is the classic surf mistake and there are a lot of incorrect pictures in advertising and in videos on youtube and all of this kind of stuff so please go to a reliable source and probably even the sup fm instagram um, page to see the paddle around the correct way but when i guess one thing that i'm always telling people to look for is for some some blades, people say, oh, well, I feel like the scoop um, should be facing me, okay? And so what we talk about is the face of the blade. The face of the blade should always be facing you. Now, some people think that the scoop side, that's like other people's language, this is like customer's language, is 
actually where there's like a bend in the neck of the blade, uh, neck of the paddle. So if you imagine you've got the paddle blade at the bottom, then as the paddle blade connects to the shaft, that bit there is kind of like the neck. Now, if you are, are seeing that as the scoop and having that facing you, that is the incorrect way. Okay, so you want it around the other way. That's probably the easiest way I can describe it over audio. But then check out some pictures just if you don't know what I'm talking about. And then when it comes to, so you've got the paddle around the right way. Absolutely. That's fantastic. Then the other, I guess, um, well, there's lots of things that we could go into with, with paddle stroke, but just a couple of things. If you, you know, want to look like you know what you're doing and, and you want to be feeling really nice and comfortable on the water is we want to be using our whole body as we are entering that blade in the water. So we're not actually standing stiff and upright and just using our arms because we're going to get really fatigued very, very quickly. So we want to be hinging from the hips. Many paddlers describe it as falling onto the paddle. So you're using that upper body weight to push that paddle down into the water. And what you're doing is you're actually moving the, you're pushing the paddle down into the water and you are moving the paddle board past the paddle, not the paddle past the board. So you're sinking that blade in your body movements of this hinging forward and then hinging back upright again is actually moving your board to meet your paddle and you are going to be moving through the water. And one final thing, because I could talk about this all day, <laughs> but one final thing I will say for a lot of people I see going out who are absolute beginners and I see them at the beach or wherever and they perhaps haven't had a lesson is I see huge splashback at the back of their at the end of their paddle stroke okay so they're doing a nice big strong paddle stroke and they are splashing all this water out behind them so first of all all I see when I see that is I think they are wasting all that energy that they could be using in their stroke so just remember, you don't need to, to have a strong stroke. You don't need to be creating a huge splash out behind you each time you paddle. You actually want all of that energy from that splash to be under the surface, being pushed down on your blade. And actually your blade, your paddle stroke is going to end in line with your, your heels. So anything that's past your heels is going to be wasted energy. So making sure you're getting a nice early entry. Again, I'm getting further and further into this discussion about paddle stroke here but the main thing I'm saying is avoid this huge splashback at the back keep it in the water keep it in front of you keep hinging with your body and you will pro before you know it and if in doubt have a lesson because there is so much to paddle stroke that we could spend hours talking about so check in with your local sub, sub school they will talk you through all the details and you can go as far as you want with paddle stroke you can get enough information to just be comfortable out paddling with your friends or you can really get technical so that you know when you're in those more challenging conditions you can use your stroke to your advantage and really support yourself as a paddler exactly oh some fantastic hints edge you know coming back to the uh, which way round do i hold the paddle you're absolutely right there, there is a, a scoop and one of the things about packaged ice ups is most times the default paddle you get is a aluminium paddle, which um, it, it is not ideal. I mean, it's good to get you started, but replacing that and upgrading is is generally the best uh, thing you can do. You know, once you you've sort of embraced it as a sport. But there's a particular paddle, and I won't mention the brand, and I'm sure it's more than this particular set. Um, 
surf brand but it's got a really curvy blade to it so you know that's it's, it's got a real scoop to it and and that blade particularly confuses quite a lot of people so, so there's a couple of other ways of telling generally the logo is on the front so point front and then that's another way of telling it and then someone else said to me the other day well if you sort of pretend you're a ballerina i don't do this very often but if i sort of point, if you point your foot forward that's basically the shape that the, the paddle should be so your paddle should be so so that's like- kind of that's that's quite a good way of, of thinking about it and then just to add in my sort of my contribution on the on the, uh, the paddle technique and um, stacking your hands so you know your top hand and your bottom hand if if they're sort of over each other when you're paddling and you're, you're putting your paddle in at the you know when you're putting your paddle stroke in then the likelihood is is that you will be heading in a straight direction if you put your paddle in where they're not stacked so you know and they're not in line when it goes in then you will be pushing your paddleboard in a different direction so one exercise for that which which probably do want you to sort of master the standing up and paddling thing is just to fix on a point in the horizon and then just see how many times you can paddle on just one side and keep your nose pointing towards that point and that's a really good way of sort of just developing that those habits and and those techniques and and improving your, your paddle technique so i think we've covered all of the main food groups they all the the basics and i think probably the, the the key lesson is go and see an instructor because you know what we touched on last that the paddle technique that is something that you can always refine and it makes mm-hmm. a massive massive difference so you know i think that there's a lot of there to work on to think about you know coming back to what you said originally about sort of embracing the learning process and accepting that you're going to fall in. I mean, if, if if you don't like falling in the water, then I would respectfully recommend you go and play golf or tennis or something like that. <laughs> Zero chance there. High danger with stand-up paddleboarding, but just embrace it. And then just do those additional sort of, you know, do that curiosity stuff. Try something different. I think is great. I personally learned a huge amount from, you know, spending endless days trying to catch waves because that sort of forced you into sort of changing foot positions and all of that sort of stuff so if you are looking for for the next stage you know have a bit of fun suck ball but please go and uh, and have a chat with an instructor and they will definitely get your technique up and uh, you know it will be the best money that that you spend in the your time stand up paddle boarding I, I guarantee it yeah I completely agree and I just wanted to add on to that that please go to a a kind of a qualified sub school. Mm. I, I I believe in the UK. I'm pretty sure there's regulations and things that mean that most sub schools are you know governed by a governing body and that kind of thing. But in Australia, there aren't so many controls around the industry. And so look into who your sub teacher is qualified by. Ask them you know what qualifications they have, and just make sure that they are a qualified instructor and not just some backpacker who's picked this up as an evening. Definitely, definitely. And th- there are a number of bodies out there, all acronyms, but there are, you know, just give it a quick Google and, and you'll recognise what the, the, the sub schools and trainers are in your particular country. 
So fantastic. Thank you again for coming on, Vicky. You've been fantastic value as usual. And if you haven't checked out Vicky's site and her brilliant videos on Instagram and TikTok and blogs and all of that sort of stuff, I do really enjoy your, your videos. So I'm looking forward to your, your uh, next reel on falling off. So, you know, it, it's all really good fun stuff and really informative and if you're you're a woman and you want to connect with the she subs community i will leave all of the the links uh, in the show notes vicky i guess i've already told people quite a lot about where people can find you but just remind me of your, your url and your social media handles Yep. So you can find me at www.shesups.com.au. So that's She Sups, She Stand Up Paddleboards. On my website, go check out the blog. I've got heaps of blogs about all these kind of topics, reading the wind, paddle stroke, balance, confidence, and lots more fun stuff. And then if you're into Instagram, check out my Instagram at she sups underscore. Like Simon said, I love to create a funny video. So there'll be lots more of those coming your way and make sure you check out my reels because um, yeah, there's some, there's some gems on there. Let's just say lockdown made me creative. So go check that out. <laughs> You shot a fantastic one in your garage. That's a, f- a favourite one of mine. And, th- and then there's another one, in- Introduction to the Team as well. So I, I may well pinch that idea. But Vicky, it's it's been fantastic. Thank you so much for coming back on again. And uh, hopefully I'll see you on the water at some point. Yep, I hope so. I look forward to it. Awesome. Thanks, Simon.